One of the hardest questions for us in our life of faith is the problem of evil. How do we deal with the question of evil in our own lives and the world around us, and how do we reconcile that with an all-loving God? We see evil around us all over the place. Wars, natural disasters, starvation, disease, persecution of the innocent, hatred, betrayal, the list goes on. Jesus gives us a huge long list of the evils coming into the world in the gospel today. But even Jesus doesn't say these things are soon coming to an end. He actually says it's going to get worse before it gets better. And so if Jesus didn't have an answer, then you're not going to get one from me either. But we're often left like the bystanders today. They ask, when is this going to happen? In what way is this going to happen? And we're left with the same questions. How is evil going to end? Because it seems interminable. When is this going to happen? When is your promise going to be fulfilled? And again, Jesus doesn't give an answer to those questions. But he gives them two ways to live through evil. The first is to beware of false prophets. That he tells them to be aware, not to be led astray. Because throughout human history, our need to have an answer to those questions pushes people to create truth. That they determine an answer to some of these problems, but by determining the answer for themselves, they're living a lie. Because only God has the answers for us. So if we become so fixated on having a solution to these problems in our life and determine the answer for ourselves, then we put God out of the equation and we've let ourselves be led astray. And this happens to us in many different ways. And some of the big ways today is when we hear that abortion is freedom of choice. Or when we hear that euthanasia is compassionate care for the dying. Or when we hear indiscriminate tolerance is what love is all about. Or when we see division and rigidity is seen as righteousness and a protection of the truth. Or when we see war and violence and it's given as the example for God's indifference to the world. Or when we see science and its advancements and its descriptions of what life is as the proof that God doesn't exist at all. Lies can seem to be truth. It's the way the evil one works in the world. We have to be careful not to be led astray because it's easy for us to fall into the trap, to rationalize in our own minds what we seem to see as the truth. But if it's not rooted in God, it will lead us away from him, not closer to him. And it's only by the help of God's grace that we can avoid that temptation. The second, to be present to the moment. That Jesus says, when all these evils come your way, Make your resolve ahead of time. Don't prepare your defense. Don't get ready for any of these evils. Because I will give you words and a wisdom that they won't be able to contradict. See, we spend a lot of our lives as human beings 
worrying about the regrets of our past or worrying about what's coming in the future. And we spend a lot of time and energy trying to fix the past or trying to prevent any bad things happening in the future. But God is not a God of the past and he's not a God of the future. God is a God of the present. Talk about God being the eternal now. Because where God wants to give us grace in our life is not to smooth over the past and it's not to fix everything coming in the future. His grace is for right now. But that's hard for us to do because we live in the past or we live in the future. There's a saint, a French saint, Jean-Pierre de Cassade, and he wrote a little devotional book called The Sacrament of the Present Moment. What was he talking about? Well, what is a sacrament? When we celebrate the Eucharist, this sacrament that we are given, it is a moment and a promise of God's grace here where the bread and the wine become for us the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. It's grace being present for us here and now. So when he talks about the sacrament of the present moment, what he's trying to teach us is that every moment of our life is an opportunity for grace, even in the most mundane and tedious tasks of life. That when we're doing our chores, when we're meeting people in the grocery stores, every moment is an opportunity for grace. And the reality of our Christian lives is, is if we do not learn how to be open to that grace in the small and the tedious things, when it comes to the hard things of life, we won't be open to it either. When it comes to dealing with the evils of the world, we won't be able to find God. See, we need to be able to find grace and God's presence as much as in the manger at Bethlehem as on Calvary at the cross. God is equally present in both. But can we see it? Do we know it to be true? Jean-Pierre de Cassade says, what you find in the present moment is the measure of your faith. What you find in the present moment is the measure of your faith. Are we open and receptive enough to seeing and experiencing God in every moment of our life? Because that's the invitation of grace, because God is the eternal now. He gives us grace for right now. This is part of the reason why our prayer is so important. Because what we do, part of what we do when we go to pray is we set aside the past, we set aside the future, and we say, God, what matters right now is that I'm here and I'm with you. That's what we're saying. The list of things that I have to do, my chores, I set them aside for now. Figuring out the problems of the past, I set those aside, and right now I'm here with you. It's the sacrament of the present moment. And so when we don't pray, we get bogged down by the past, or fearful of the future. See, Jesus doesn't give us an answer to the problem of evil because if we had the answer, we probably wouldn't turn and rely on God because we would take control of everything. And so he gives us two ways to live through evil in the same way that he didn't create a solution to evil even in his own life, but he submitted himself to that evil dying on the cross. So the two ways that he gives us to live through evil is to become aware of the false prophets. 
to be aware of where we can be led astray from the truth and to live a lie. By the help of his grace, we gain insight into where we find what is true and good and beautiful. And then to learn how to live the sacrament of the present moment, to learn how to be open to grace in every moment of our life so that it's not just running to God when we find ourselves in hot water in our life, but we learn how to be with him all the time so that when it comes to those most difficult times, we already know he's there. We don't have to question. We don't have to look for the answer. We already know it to be true because God is the eternal now. He gives us grace for right now as he will in just a moment at the altar.